Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Dan Baer's interview with the director and writer for Red, White, and Royal Blue, Matthew Lopez. Henry shoved me. An urge I currently share. What I need is some good old-fashioned damage control. The White House and the palace are going to release a joint statement. You've got to be joking. You can hate Prince Henry all you want. My idea is bigger than yours. I want you to know that. You're wearing lifts. Know that too, sweetheart. You better act like the sun shines out of his ass and you have a vitamin D deficiency. Have you thought of what you might say to convince the world that we're actually friends? I love hanging out with this guy. We're never have to see each other again. You're expected at my New Year's party. Did I do something wrong? Do you ever wonder who you'd be if you were an anonymous person in the world? I have no idea what you're talking about. You're as thick as it gets. Hi, Dan. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. We are talking with Matthew Lopez, the director of Red, White, and Royal Blue. New film coming soon on Amazon Prime. Matthew, I'm so excited that you're joining us today. This is your cinematic directorial debut. Were you itching to get into the director's chair in general, or was it this project that made you say, no, I want to direct that too? I was definitely um, looking for something to direct. I had, at the time that I read this book, I had just opened my play, The Inheritance on Broadway. And um, I, I was really, it was, I knew that it was time to, to, to make a movie. I'd always wanted to make a movie. I'd always wanted to be a filmmaker. And it was time to get serious about finding that project. And I read this book. I read the book and I was just like, oh, that's it. This is it. This is what I want to do. You know, I want to bring these characters to life. And I want to um, spend the next two and a half years of my life doing this. And then I, I you know, I kind of, so I pursued the, the, the job. I really... I really went out and convinced the um, producers that I was I was the person to do it, and I finally wore them down and 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 and, and got them to say yes to me. <laughs> well, I I was really happy to hear that you had you know read the book uh, before you came on this project. I had read it I think very early in the lockdown phase of 2020, and thought it was such a delight and. That's when I found out that everyone that I knew had already read it. (laughs) So, so I have to ask, like, when you're working on a project like this based on a book that has so many fans and followers and people who love it, were you at any point so conscious of all the other people who were expecting certain things from this? It's funny because I, 
I read it before it became a phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was just this book that only I and a few other people knew about. And, and then uh, enough time had passed between my sort of putting my hand up for this and actually them coming to me and saying, do you want to do it? That I had sort of moved on and gone on to other things. And I, I guess I just wasn't, because I'd already read the book, I just wasn't aware that it was starting to grow in popularity over the course of 2020. And I, I can sometimes just sort of be very, very, I can have blinders on about things. And so I just, I didn't really know that it was as popular as it was. And I think I got the the inkling in later in 2021 when they announced that the movie was happening and that I was directing. And it was like suddenly overnight, I had like 15,000 new Instagram followers. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And, and it started to dawn on me. And I think it really, over the course of filming it, I was like, oh my God, this book is huge. And I think I even said this to Casey at one point. I was like, do you know your book is really popular? <laughs> Casey's like, ah, I do. As a matter of fact, I really do. And, and so I actually think it was great that I was a bit ignorant of it, of it all for a time, because I think that that probably allowed me to just sort of create without any uh, anxiety, you know? Um, and I really sort of, once I realized that a, it was very popular and there was a huge fan base for it. But B, I seemed to do better ignoring that fact. I just kept just not thinking about it. And it's like when you're on a uh, tightrope, you really, really, really shouldn't look down. Um, and that's sort of like, <laughs> that's how I was with this thing. That is like a tightrope. I like that. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week, I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. I have to ask too, because you said that you can sometimes get blinders on, culturally speaking, because I was um, very tickled when I saw that you had cast Taylor Zachar Perez as the son of the President of the United States, because I remember him from Scandal. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had to ask, like, was that on your mind at all when you cast him? No, actually, <laughs> Uh, to be quite honest with you, I only just found out now that he was on Scandal. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had never seen either of them before when I cast them. I actually did a bit of a deep dive into both their work just to, I needed to see them, you know, in the, in the, I had, I had a very strong sense of them in their auditions, but I wanted to see what they were actually like on camera. And, and, and so I, I watched, I watched Kissing Booth. I think I watched Kissing Booth 2 and 3 and I watched Cinderella and I watched Handsome Devil 
Uh, oh yeah. Movie that Nick made. And so it was based on those four movies to, to, to a piece. I was like, okay, great. Um, so yeah, like I said, I really, you, you need to understand that I am someone who just sort of like, I put my head down, I do my work. I, I, you know, I'm like, what's going on in the world. I have, I have an assistant, uh, who's in her twenties who fills me in on, <laughs> on what's going on in the world. I'm like, Oh, very interesting. And then I go back down. And do <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I saw after seeing the film that according to IMDb, it has an R rating, which I thought was very interesting. When you were filming and editing this, were you conscious about what rating it would ultimately receive and how accessible that would make it to certain people? Yes and no. I I, I knew that I, I knew, I mean, contractually, I had the ability to deliver an R-rated film. Uh, without having the cut taken away from me. I also knew that I didn't have final cut on this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also knew that if we were, at the time, there was the possibility that it might get a theatrical release. I knew that a PG-13 rating, especially for a theatrical movie, would help get more people into the theater. Um, And that was important to me. You know, I didn't... it is a, it's a balance you have to strike between sort of the authenticity of, of the story you want to tell and creating an opportunity for as many people to see it as possible. Um, at the end of the day, though, I just decided to make the movie that I was going to make and let the chips fall where they may on the rating. Um, I think I was pretty surprised at the end of the day that we did get an R rating, even though it wasn't anything that I was actively seeking to avoid. Right. Um. Because I do think that there is probably a good chance that if it had been a man and a woman doing what Nick and Taylor were doing in this movie, that it would have gotten a PG-13. And even if that wasn't the case, let's be generous to the MPAA. And <laughs> yeah. let's say that isn't the case. What is undoubtedly the case is that the MPAA uh, values um, violence more than it, yeah. it, it values sexuality. And I just question the MPAA's um, priorities. I think, you know, the example I, I've been giving recently is, you know, The Dark Knight is a great film. It's also an incredibly violent film. And Very, that, movie, yeah. that movie is rated PG-13. And Red, White, and Row Blue is rated R. And even if it, even if you could just assume that it would have been rated R with a straight couple, which I have a hard time assuming, I just, the fact that, that people ha- are more encouraged to consume violent stories than they are stories about love and sexuality is maybe something that we should look at as a society. And I think I, I really wish that that Hollywood would maybe have a conversation with the MPAA about its priorities because I I just think it's a little screwed up, man. I couldn't agree with you more. And thank you for saying it. That is our time today. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for the film. It's wonderful. It's quite delightful. And before we go, I just have one more question because now that you've gotten your feet wet in the director's chair, when can we expect your film version of your play, The Inheritance, which I was a huge fan of on Broadway? Um, I would encourage you to reach out to um, the studios and ask them when they 
and to start negotiating with the writers and the actors um, and give us a fair deal. And then I have a better idea as to when a movie version of The Inheritance might happen. <laughs> Fantastic. Matthew Lopez, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Dan Baer's interview with the director and writer for Red, White, and Royal Blue, Matthew Lopez, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Red, White, and Royal Blue is now available to stream on Amazon Prime Video. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we will see you all next time. Watch them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.